This is Steve Hiles welcoming you to episode 32 of the Teacher Rockstar podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. In today's episode, we will be talking about preparing the classroom for the first day of school. But before we continue, a quick word from our sponsor. Want better classroom management? Invest in yourself. Gain the confidence, the skills you need to crush it on day one and beyond by enrolling in the Teacher Rockstar Academy course today. Simply go to TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. That's TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. This course includes email support, one-on-one coaching, super cool bonuses, a money-back guarantee, and much, much more. It will definitely be a transformational experience for you. All right, let's dive right in. After teaching for more than a year now on Google Classroom and Zoom or any other platform that you've used, it's hard to imagine what it's going to be like uh, to teach in a physical classroom. As much as we loved or hated online teaching uh, and studying for that matter, it does have limitations and with things finally going back to normal, Teachers need to prepare themselves as well as their classrooms for kids to join with the same enthusiasm they had before. This is an area where new teachers especially struggle. A lot of things that are often missing in teacher preparation programs are important. Now you can debate about having an energetic attitude, engaging with your kids, etc. uh, is uh, very, very important and you would be right. But that does not mean that there is no room left for improvement or anything left to add to the classroom to make it even better for students. Preparing the classroom for the first day of school can be overwhelming and exciting for teachers. Okay, So in this episode, we're going to give you some information uh, that will make your first day of school a day to remember. Remember, if you want to keep a certain arrangement in the class or want stuff to be in a certain order, the best way to do it is to arrange your class prior to the start of school. It is only human nature that when we visit a place for the first time, we make a mental note of the normal setting, and almost every time, people accept it as the natural setting. So as an educator, you know the best distance between desks, how far should your desk be, you want to put a chair in the corner, where the stationary box should be, the class notice board, assessment rack, paper organizers, you name it. All of this should be in a place before any of your students see their new class. This way, not only will it be easier for you to manage, but your students will automatically follow the preset placement as natural, and it will be easier for them to be comfortable with the setting sooner. Now, moving forward, we will talk about the physical aspects of how you can prepare your classroom for the first day as well as we will take a peek at what interpersonal skills you can practice for a smooth and seamless day one. But before we do, here's a quick message from our sponsor. Imagine having access to educational products, instructional videos, top-rated teacher podcasts, and articles worth over $1,000 for just pennies a day. Wouldn't that be awesome? And you know the best part? You get a seven-day free trial. So really, what do you have to lose? Check it out and take a look around. Go to MyTeacherMembership.com. That's MyTeacherMembership.com. I will be adding more products, more value each and every month. And you're going to love being part of this teacher membership community. All right. 
let's move on here. There are 10 tips that I want to share with you. And my friend, this is by no means an exhaustive list, but just some of the more important ones I felt would be more of a great help to you. Number one, decide how to place student desks. Extremely important here, especially during the first two weeks of school. Okay, well, during the first day of school, you want to arrange your desks whereby every student can see you and that you could see every student, obviously. Doesn't that make sense? You as the teacher do not want to see the back of anyone's head. Now, after several days into the new school year, you'll want to move the student desk into clusters for easy discussion and collaboration. For example, cooperative learning groups where you heterogeneously place children in groups of four, not to exceed five. Now, if you want to minimize distractions and chatting, consider separating each desk from the one next to it leaving a little buffer space to discourage misbehavior. You could also place the desks in rows or in a semicircle or stadium seating. Teacher discretion is in play here. So whatever you choose, work with the room and materials you have, leaving plenty of aisle space for you and the students to move around uh, with ease. Number two, strategically place the teacher desk. Some teachers use their desks as a central command station, while others use it primarily as a paper pile repository and rarely sit down to work there. So depending on how your desk functions as part of your teaching style, choose a spot where your desk will meet your needs. If it's very messy, consider placing it in a less conspicuous spot. Obviously, placement of your teacher desk should not obstruct the traffic flow of your classroom. Number three, determine what belongs up front. Since students spend most of their days facing the front of the classroom, be very deliberate about what you place on the walls up front. Perhaps you want to emphasize discipline by placing the class rules on a prominent bulletin board. Or maybe there's a daily learning activity that requires easy-to-view space that all students can see. Make this prime-time space engaging but not distracting. After all, all eyes should be on you, not necessarily a colorful explosion of words and images that distract from the core instruction at hand. Number four, organize your class library. Just like a public library, your classroom book collection should be organized in a logical manner that will be easy for your kids to maintain throughout the school year. Now, this could mean sorting the books by genre, reading level, alphabetical order, or other criteria. Labeled plastic bins work well for this. Also consider providing a little comfortable reading space for students to lounge with their books during silent reading time. This could mean some inviting uh, beanbag chairs or a dedicated reading rug. Number five, set aside space for your discipline plan. It is wise to post your class rules in a prominent spot for all to see each day of the school year. That way there's no opportunity for argument or miscommunication. If you have a sign-in book or a flip chart for rural offenders, set up a station for this activity. Ideally, it should be in an out-of-the-way spot where curious student eyes can't easily stare as a rule-breaking student signs in, flips the card, or otherwise does his or her penance. Number six, plan for student needs. Make sure basic school supplies are strategically placed for easy student access. This may include various types of writing papers, sharpened pencils, markers, erasers, calculators, rulers, scissors, and glue, just to name a few of these. Organize these materials in one clearly 
delineated part of the classroom. Now, I just want to share a tip, quick tip here for you. Uh, I used to have brown paper bags that I would label with, with certain items. For, you know, e example, pencils, markers, erasers, etc. And I'd put them in an out-of-the-way but convenient place in the classroom where, whereby when children came in, I would take their excess and place them in these bags. And, of course, at the end of the day, I would go ahead and put them up in storage bins. It, it, it keeps you from having a mountain overflowing bunch of stuff on that first day when kids bring things in. Number seven, define the role technology plays in your classroom. Placement of your computer center communicates the role technology plays in your teaching. If you aim for a more traditional approach to instruction with technology as an occasional complement, the computers likely belong in the back of the room or in a cozy corner. However, if you integrate technology into most of the lessons, you might want to mix the computers in throughout the room so they are easily accessible. This is a personal choice based on your beliefs about teaching in the 21st century um, in combination with how available technology obviously is in your school. Point number eight, express yourself through bulletin boards. Um, almost every elementary school classroom has bulletin boards on the walls requiring themes, displays, and regular rotation. Consider designating one or two bulletin boards as seasonal and thus focus on keeping those boards timely and relevant to current holidays, instructional units, or class activities. Make it easy on yourself by keeping the majority of the bulletin boards evergreen and constant throughout the school year. Number nine, sprinkle in some fun stuff. Elementary school is primarily about learning for sure, but it's also a time for fun personal touches that your students will remember for a lifetime. Think about having a class pet and make space for cages, food, and other required materials. If a pet's not your style, place a few houseplants around the room to add life and a touch of nature. Make a game center for educational activities that students can use when finished with their work. Pop a couple personal photos from home on your desk to express your interests and personality. A little bit of fun goes a long, long way. Number 10, minimize clutter and maximize functionality. Before your new students and their parents enter the classroom on the first day of school, take a look around your classroom with fresh eyes. Are there any little piles that could be put in a cupboard to tidy up? Does each part of the room serve a clear, functional purpose? What messages are you sending uh, with your classroom's overall appearance at first glance? Make tweaks as necessary. Now that we have your classroom covered, let's get you sorted for your first day as a teacher back to school. The first thing as students enter the class, you'll want to do is this. Build excitement about you. Your students are as curious about you as you are about them, and they're just as likely to have the jitters. Mixed with their nervousness is excitement about meeting a new person. And they'll have questions. Who are you? What do you like? Are you a fun teacher? In short, they want to know everything they can about you. And indulging them is a great way to build excitement. Show them an introductory video about you. Create flyers or brochures with some fun facts about you. Play a question and answer game. Of, of course, once you've introduced yourself, it's time to get to know them. They'll be all the more open once you've told them some things about yourself. So kick things off with a fun icebreaker activity. And of course, obviously you would meet your children at the door, welcome them 
with a nice genuine smile. Okay, that goes a long, long way. All right, secondly, establish your rules. The world of rules alone sparks the feelings of strictness in student minds. They imagine being in jail where they cannot be themselves. They must follow a set path, but as a teacher, you understand the importance of discipline more than anyone else in the classroom. Part of maintaining a healthy and collaborative classroom environment is consistency, and I can't say that enough. Fair and consistent. Establishing rules early, both explicitly telling them verbally or written out and implicitly, in other words, showing them how you react to different situations. It could be done best once you have created a picture of fun and a joyful person of yourself. For the first day, you'll want to introduce the rules that matter most. Explicitly, but keep it short and sweet. They, they need to be remembered and, and you don't want to come across as overbearing. Where possible, involve your students in setting additional rules by including them in the process. Uh, they naturally feel more ownership of their class and in their learning. Continue by establishing your energy. Set the tone of your energy on the first day. Whether you're calm and collected or more boisterous and outgoing doesn't matter. What matters is that they come to understand what they can expect from you and that you're excited to be teaching them. It's important to be genuine. You have to be able to sustain your energy. You don't want to burn out through a week's worth of enthusiasm on your first day. Before the day ends, give them something to look forward to. Um, before the day's end, after you've introduced yourself, learned about your new students and kick-started the learning momentum, you'll want to give them a reason to look forward to day two. Leave your students with a mystery or the promise of something exciting for the next day. And maybe send a follow-up email to their parents summing up the first day. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode, and I hope you found a golden nugget or two that you can use right in your own classrooms. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these tips and strategies on preparing the classroom for the first day of school. Now, when you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, freebies, and other unadvertised bonuses at stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. That's stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. That would be very much appreciated. Thanks again, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.